Well, hi guys, here we are all back together again. The, we, the four of us have not been together for a while. Forget the weather, we can always be together. <laughs> I need you as my God in my life. Randy's in a singy mood because, because uh, uh, you know, looking ahead, uh, Easter's going to be on Sunday morning, April 4th. Shot rings out. In a Memphis sky, free at last. They took your life. They could not take your James. They could not take your pride. Pride. <laughs> There's a. And who is that again? That's a. Yeah, some some little band, Irish, little Irish band. Those those yeah, <laughs> those you young guys from Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that new band. Yes. Anyways, here we are, because. But you had a little break, a little holiday, and that was great. Mm -hmm. uh, we had reading break. So Jesse uh, had a bit of a break, wasn't it? Reading break? It wasn't reading break. It was it was the elementary schools are going through spring break. It was Jesse break. It was Jesse okay. break. I, I I took a I took a break. <laughs> All right. I broke something somewhere in there. So you broke my heart, uh, James. That's what it was. Yeah. So, but here we are, D D uh, David and I sort of held up things last time and we did our little recording, but here we are. Uh, that was actually a good conversation. It, well, thank it was you. generational. I, I, oh. I found it very interesting. Although I found myself maybe siding with the younger generation a little bit in terms of, siding is too strong a word. What's, what's the word beside siding? E empathizing? Like, there you go, thank no? you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. <laughs> Assuming you're talking about me. I am indeed I am but well, well this so by the time people are hearing this we are basically right at the end of our uh, 2021 Lenten season wrapping it up uh, this will go this will go out into our bulletin on Maundy Thursday uh, and uh, then the next day of course is Good Friday and then Holy Saturday and then Easter Sunday so this is Holy Week and uh, Emily uh, was speaking at our final Lenten Sunday and uh, wrapping up that series. And I think you should say something, Randy, about that. You started it off. And part of our uh, idea was that we really wanted to be celebratory on Sundays. And I, in particular, really brought it down. <laughs> I really, I, I, so two weeks ago, I was talking about uh, lament, about lament. grief. And, the, and that grief is positive. It's good and right to grieve, mm -hmm. but it was heavy. And uh, so you were hoping we were, you know, going to be a little more celebratory than what I did in particular, but. Uh, well, and, and, and others too. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I think celebration, you know, I mean, again, David Foster writes this iconic book, right? Which is celebration, celebration of discipline. Yeah. Right? But Richard he, Foster. There, there, Richard there's Foster. A chapter in there, which is the practice of celebration. Um, which is a discipline. Yeah. And, and I think that's hard, right? It, it is hard these days to find gratitude. It is hard these days to find celebration. It is hard these days to, to immerse ourselves into that, that practice of joy. Oh, there it is. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Brilliant. Beautiful. Now, I think partly what I was trying to talk about, though, too, was like the, the celebration of grief. You know, finding the joy or the truth and the beauty in grief, right. and I, 
you know, of course, grieving myself, you know, and, you know, losing our friend Bruce and, you know, the coming up to his service and so on. The, um, but yeah, I don't think, so I don't think I did such a great job of it. No, 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 you got to it. <laughs> it's all good. I, I, I think though, you know, what you're saying is, is, and to me, in the way that I've often talked about this is that there, there's grief and this is just the, the expression that we need to honestly groan and, and cry and cry out, you know, but then there's this thing called lament, which is the articulation of our loss. It's the articulation of our grief. It's a, that, that brokenness. And, and that can be a beautiful thing. And that can be a celebratory thing. We did that this last Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, at at, at uh, Bruce's memorial service. That was a beautiful service. I well, didn't walk away. I turned off my computer feeling inspired by what had transpired. I, I, I felt light, James. Mm -hmm. um, it did something beautiful for me, but Good. it really was a, 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 a service that was constructed around lamenting the loss of our good, good friend. And, and we have to do that. Yeah, but, to, but to with that, hope. Yeah, hope it's and... gonna make us anxious. We're just gonna be depressed and and, and anxiety ridden. You know, we, we need these moments. Yeah. Um, but we're we're not even talking about this past Sunday. Right. So well, but uh, so lead into that, uh, you know, uh, Emily was leading us about uh, you know this it finding connection in this time of disconnection. Right. Yeah. So similarly, talking about the disconnections that are around, she even talked about historically, some of the things in the, you know, colonialization that, that you know, that humanity has experienced. Uh, and that's not even just historical, like, you know, when, when pressed upon example, she was giving us present day examples of, of how um, we, we fragment, you know, good and beautiful people away um, through ignorance, through discomfort through um, insecurity, you know, all, all the things that we should be navigating into as Christians to make us more beautiful. Uh, sometimes our, our societies, as well as our personal fears and anxieties prevent us from, from doing. So let's do that right now. Randy and I, quiet, old guys, you younger guys, speak. Okay. <laughs> I, I loved Emily's message it was it was so much exactly what i've been thinking about which is which was really like remarkable because i just i i took i took a break week and in that week i had a lot of conversations and a lot of those conversations resolved around exactly the what what emily was talking about so i i i walked into the conversation just like pre-charged and it was just like it was it was really awesome just listening to her heart for for people to like it it, it like i i think I, I talked a little bit in the in the q a but i just it takes empathy to understand this in, like this whole situation like it takes actually willingly being capable of putting your heart out there to actually start to process like connection disconnection how much you personally are hurting, how much like, like the people around you are hurting. It's just, and so I really, really appreciated listening to Emily and just hearing how engaged she is while doing all of her stuff. Like, I mean, she, she, get, she rattled off a list at, I think near the beginning and she was just like navigating her master's program and running the Capernaum program and doing like, and there was the volunteering. Mm -hmm. and 
<laughs> being yeah the new marriage that was a, that was one of the lists of tasks <laughs> but uh i just yeah no i think i think that was a message that i needed to hear um and yeah dave do you have any other inputs yeah i agree uh, i think that emily is like a modern day superhero both things <laughs> she's got going on and um yeah it was really encouraging to hear about her experience with young life capernaum both in our service and then also in young life's fundraiser on monday night and yeah i just yeah my heart is warm just hearing those stories and um yeah and i i like the conversation that is kind of going about us experiencing connection and a time of disconnection and, and it was really reflecting on how yeah we even praised god like in prayer time ian was talking about zoom and how that's been a great unifier in this time and i think janet doherty also mentioned something about that just especially appreciating that we're doing it live and not like pre-recorded and like um yeah so that that was really cool and then but we're also talking about some of the challenges with with the virtual meetings and how and it is in a sense element of privilege to be able to meet and and uh, you know just reflecting on, on the demographics of the street and trench community that i work with downtown and a lot of people don't have that privilege to maybe they have a device, but they don't have stable internet access or um, yeah, they haven't, yeah, they don't really know where to go to attend a service even. And, and if they did, they wouldn't have the unfortunate the connection to do that. So um, we definitely don't want to take it for granted. And we also need to acknowledge that there's people being left out of in this season and how can we be men? How can, what does church look like for them right now? So. You're right. Uh, and we were even talking about that earlier in our conversation today, you know, how, how w- right now on Zoom, we are engaging in exclusionary practices because of people's lack of access to, to internet, you know, and, and James was saying, you know, sometimes it's obvious when we think of people that have physical challenges that can't get into certain buildings, you know, can we look at a demographic of people right now that don't have the capacity to get online? And say the way we are practicing church, you know, we, we, we say we're about hospitality and, and we want to be affirming and we want to be inclusive and draw as many people in as we can as a community. But our very vehicle through which we gather right now is excluding people. And that's, that's a stark reality, as I just say it out loud. Um, that's, that's a hard thing. I, I need to think about that. Yeah, it's weird because at the same time, we have people who are being included who couldn't physically be with us weekly because they live in other not just other towns they live in other countries mm. they're, they're with yeah. us and I, I see other pastors celebrating that talking about mm. that <laughs> suddenly everybody thinks they're an international superhero because they got three people from different countries coming into their online service on Sundays <laughs> but uh, that's so it's this dual reality uh, yeah so we can celebrate what is good about it but yeah, we have to grieve and, and think through, yeah, what are some just ways to keep reaching out? And I think, I remember reading a long time ago, something that somebody said, you know, that the more high tech we are as a society, then the more high touch we need in terms of the gospel. And so the good news of God, I think, and Randy, you're always good at this, of just bringing us back to, uh, you know, the, the, the missional, aspect and you you brought this up at the young life meeting uh on monday night 
you know, that we are committed to supporting missional things. So it's not just about our Sunday service. It's not just about our events that we do as Holly Dean, but it's about our missional partners, every single member going out, but also these organizations like Young Life and Emma Dean, you know, the things you guys are involved in. So supporting that because, yeah, you are, and every Holly Dean person is, us is Holly Dean on the ground touching well, not touching anybody these days with COVID, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's what we get, right? Central to our understanding of the gospel is yeah. that God isn't only at work on a Sunday morning. You know, God yeah. is at work in the world reconciling all things. God is at work in the world tearing down walls of hostility and is inviting us to participate in that. And, mm -hmm. and so when we're talking about these things like, oh, wow, like Zoom actually is excluding people, you know, like suddenly I'm becoming aware of something. Right. And so I'm, 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 I'm dialing in in a new kind of way. I'm becoming aware of something that I wasn't aware of before. And, and I'm tuning my ears to to people that have been silenced. And and, you know, that is where I think sometimes the spirit does stuff. Right. When we actually become a little bit more cognizant and aware. And th this again, coming full circle on the conversation, this is what Emily's talking about. You know, part of this fragmentation is just our ignorance. Part of this fragmentation is our, our, our inability, or, or we, we don't have the disciplines and the practices to tune our ears. To well, there's about. just, there's a lack of responsibility. Hmm. Sorry, sorry to, to I, I didn't what, what do you mean? Like, well, it, uh, that was what Emily was saying was that like our, how our society functions is it this, this very individualistic kind of focus allows us to, to walk our own lives without feeling a sense of responsibility for the people around us or the communities around us and so it's that responsibility that's the kind of the thing that that christ has given us like 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 tell i need to be careful so, how i word that <laughs> in your work with ijm in in the work that you're doing right now um, in this home, uh, the way you are serving and navigating and to work with the, the mustard seed, you must encounter this more frequently than the majority of us suburbanites with certain quadrants of our, of our world, of our greater family. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Be people that, that have no access to, to, to right. speak, right. Have no voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's tough, but yeah, it's a uh, it's reality we have to face. Yeah, and so we need to go there. Yeah, in, in three sentences, what? How, how does the church navigate into that that voicelessness or that void? Yeah, well, I think I mean, mustard seed is a great example. Like mustard seed is is I mean, it's called a street church and. You know, and how it originated, you know, Chris Pollock kind of shared a bit of the story about the founder to me this past Friday at Street Cafe. And it was really cool to hear, like, he's this kind of gangster from uh, Ontario, and he kind of ended up becoming the street preacher and just, you know, he's in it and amongst it. And, and he gets the people he's had the lived experience and, mm -hmm. and he's just, that's kind of what it was birthed out of. But, you know, that's a, I think that's a great example of a church that is actively um, providing a, 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 a spiritual connection for people in this in this pandemic um and they when i was down there friday they were ecstatic about the you know opening up of some more um the ability to do some more things so they they're super excited and they've got they've got easter things planned to, to adhere to restrictions and 
um, provide people as, yeah, a service to celebrate Jesus' resurrection. Cause yeah, a lot of those people down there have had a lot of experiences with God and have seen miracles and, um, yeah, have experienced God's love and probably know more about the gospel than a, a lot of, a lot of us maybe on, on zoom, uh, I would argue. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm thankful for organizations like that. Yeah. And thankful that Holly Dean is a supporter of them. Blessed, blessed are the poor, mm-hmm. for theirs is the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? And how do we internalize that and lean into that and connect with that? Yeah. Well, uh, by the time people are watching this, James, you mentioned this already, but uh, this will be Thursday. And so tomorrow will be the, uh, the live stream. Our musicians have, have, have gotten together and, and cobbled together some songs, and they're so thrilled about having being able to do music together. And so... Uh, they have done that, um, and uh, so we will s- enter and immerse ourselves in the narrative of the crucifixion. Uh, bring com- communion elements, because we will be sharing communion also. And that's at 7 o'clock on Friday night, James? Yep, and then Sunday morning, we're going to do a combined 9 a.m. service. Both our congregations coming together, our Zoom congregations, live on Zoom. And uh, then, following that, just uh, you know, one heads up that... Uh, the next Sunday is going to April 11th. We want to have a live Zoom uh, community meeting. We'll have a shortened service followed by community meeting where we connect, converse about uh, where we're going. People have a lot of questions about where we're going and what's happening. So we're going to talk about some of that. And then, uh, then new things happening after that. Because even though the numbers right now are quite down, dire? What word dire. About yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we know this vaccine and this rollout is in plain this is strategy, right? So we're hoping and praying for a, a better day. Yeah. What did Emily say that when we get together again, she's going to cry and uh, <laughs> you know, she's just going to be so happy. And I was just like, yeah, 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 I know how that feels. So I'm glad we can use technology to have this conversation last, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll still live and breathe and pray into another day when we won't be doing this on Zoom anymore. Okay. All right. We'll see uh, folks soon. Maybe on Zoom, maybe uh, out on the streets, go for a walk. All right. Take care. Take care, everyone.